everybody, what's going on? Reverend Lewis coming at you one more time with one more episode of my preaching channel, which is coming here just to deliver the word of God. First, getting down to business, give honor to my pastor, Prophet Willis Townsend, give honor to my co-pastor, Prophet Denise Townsend, give honor, of course, to God, who, you know, is the creator and, uh, you know, the force of all life and source of all living beings, you know, um... I am a minister at the Word Evangelistic Church, where my pastor is Prophet Willie C. Townsend, my co-pastor is Prophet Denise Townsend. Come on, check us out. You can check us out on Google, Facebook, or YouTube. Watch our streamline, watch our telecast. Um, if you're in the area, hey, give us a call. You know, check us out online, get the phone number, check us out. Come on, stop by, or just listen to us on television. Or, hey, you can tune into yours truly. And I'll deliver you the word of God. Slowly but surely, I will deliver you every message that my pastor preached unto me. And I will do like the Bible said, I will commit what I've heard unto faithful men. Everything that I'm teaching you is stuff that I have been taught. But see, here's the difference. I have been taught to break down the word of God. I've been taught by a man who knows how to break the word of God down. And that's what I'm doing here. Breaking the word of God down from what I've studied, from what I've been taught, and bringing to you what God has as the true meaning of his word. I'm not cutting any corners. Um, I do not apologize to those who do not like what I'm saying. I don't apologize for it because what's the point of apologizing for the truth? You know, uh, I'm not your enemy unless you consider me your enemy. I don't consider any of you my enemy. I just simply tell you what the word of God says. You can take it or leave it. Uh, hey, I, I don't know what to tell you. But on to our next part of the series. We have the seed and the sower series. In the seed and sower series is taken from the parable where Jesus Christ talked about how one went out and he sowed seed and some fell among the stony ground, some fell among the wayside, some fell among the thorns, and some fell on good ground. This is part three of the series where we are talking about the word of God that fell among thorns. Now the story goes like this. Jesus Christ told the parable um, about the seed and the sower. He said that there's those that fell among the thorns and they said that they grew up I said, but the thorns also grew up around it and choked it, and it became unfruitful. When the when his disciples came, and they said, "Jesus Christ, break this parable down to us." Jesus Christ said, "What he said: These are those who come in and they hear the word of God, they accept the word of God with joy and gladness." They said, "But the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of this world come up and choke the word out of them." And it says they become unprofitable. No, it says, and it becomes unprofitable. Now, this is the part that I want to cover. I want to cover the part where he said, and it becoming unprofitable. He didn't. He did not say, and they become unprofitable, talking about the people, even though they do become unprofitable. No, he said, it becomes unprofitable, meaning the word of God becomes unprofitable. Now, the question that is asked is, man, how can, I didn't know the word of God can be unprofitable. How can the word of God be unprofitable? Well, you got to understand. When the word of God is going forth. Now you look at David. Look at David back in the Old Testament. He said something in the book of Psalms. Or uh, but yeah, it was in the book of Psalms. He said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sit against thee. See, a lot of times what happens is people do not put the word of God in their heart. They put it in their mind. They put it in their memory. But they don't put it in their heart. See, what happens is if you don't put the word of God in your heart, there's nothing that you have to pull out against the cares of the world or deceitfulness of riches or Satan coming trying to attack you. The only thing that you do have is a memory. 
But here's the problem with just having the word of God in your memory. Without it being in your heart, you can't act on it. You can memorize it. You can quote it. But there's no power. You get what I'm saying? See, the thing of it is, is one thing that it, 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 if the word of God is not in your heart, there's nothing that you can do against Satan. There's nothing. Hell, you can't even live for God. And look at the word of God. The word of God said that it became unprofitable. I mean, the word of God became unprofitable because they did not put it in their heart. See, when you put the word of God in your heart, you're going to act on it. You're going to believe it. You're going to act on it. And you're going to live it. See, you have what I call what I call. There's two different kinds of people in the in this in in the in the in the world of you know those that are saved. You've got those who have mind faith, and you've got those who actually have real spiritual faith. Now here's the difference. Mind faith is like a false faith, and the reason why I call it a false faith is because the only thing that you're doing is you're putting it in your mind. You're committing it to memory, which don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with remembering the scriptures, providing you put it in your heart that not only will you remember it, but you'll have the strength to stand on it. You'll have the strength to act on it. You'll have the strength to move forward with the word of God. You'll have the strength to act on God's word as he tells you to do it. You get what I'm saying? So you get aware so many times. Satan comes and attacks a Christian. He he comes and tempts him. You know what I'm saying? This is the reason why you look at so many people in the church world. They fall to sin and everybody's always... And I'm not just talking about like, oh, well, they cursed or, you know what I'm saying? Something goofy, you know, something small. No, I'm talking about like they ran off and they left the church or they fell and you know what i'm saying they wound up messing up their marriage and they they, they 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 wound up sleeping with somebody they weren't married to got them pregnant you know i'm talking about like they like went big and did something like oh my goodness like you know if if they recover from this is going to take some serious time like, to, to repair these damages you know what i'm saying and a lot of people ask like but they were in the church and they were saved and they were holy and they were this and they were that how did this happen because nine times out of ten, they only had mind faith. Mind, M-I-N-D, mind, meaning your brain. They only had mind faith, meaning they only had the scriptures in their head. They only had the scriptures in their mind. They read the word of God. They committed it to memory, but they never put it in their heart. See, if you don't put the word of God in your heart, it's, it, it, it's like the Bible said. The Bible just said it right there. It said, and it becoming unprofitable. Why? Satan has too many distractions around us. You know what I'm saying? You ever, you know, remember, think back when you were a kid, okay? You, whatever it is that you enjoy, most children enjoy toys, okay? So for those of us that were kids and we just loved toys, notice how when we went to old-fashioned toy stores like KB Toy Store or Toys R Us, yeah, those, I know those toy stores don't exist, but, you know, for those of us who were little kids back in the day, you know, you, you, oh yeah, I remember that store, but you know, let's, let's not jump off the subject, but you know, you think back to going to toy stores like KB Toy Store or, uh, Toys R Us, or, you know, you go into, you know, Kmart and you go to the toy section. Notice how once you walked into the toy section, it didn't matter what was going on in the left or the right. It didn't matter what was going on in the front of the store, the back of the store. Only thing you were engulfed in were these toys that's the only thing you were just this was just as a child that was just heaven even though you didn't own the toys 
you were just there and it was just great just to be there and and and, and especially with the toy stores where you could actually go and they had toys out that you could play with oh man forget about it you know what I'm saying? Think about back when you were a kid and you went to Chuck E. Cheese or you went to Discovery Zone or you went to, you know, an amusement park. You went to Great America. Notice how it is that your brain pretty much shut down everything that else was that was around you. The only thing you were focused on was that you were here in this toy store at this amusement park or at this arcade. It was like everything around you did not matter. Your parents can tell you to do something. You'll say, okay, but you won't remember what they did because you weren't listening. Then if your parents came and asked, didn't I tell you to do such and such and such? And you say, yeah. Then they'll say, well, why didn't you do it? You committed it to memory. But you didn't act on it. Now, see, you bring that back into today's time into you know we're all grown and everything bring that into the church world bring that into the spiritual realm we hear the word of god and we hear it with joy we get glad and we get happy and we read the word of god and we let it get a we let it boost our spirits and encourage us and this and that and we get so wrapped up in that that we forget that it has to go into our hearts putting it in our mind is one thing but putting it in our heart is something totally different. And here's the reason why putting it in your heart is totally different. When you put it in your heart, that is where the defense against Satan comes. It comes from the heart. Because like the Bible says, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And then Jesus Christ said, it's not what goes in a man that defiles a man. It's what comes out of a man. For out of a man comes evil works, adulteries, hatreds, all those kinds of things. It's the same thing that is the same thing with the word of God. It's not what you read in to your memory that helps you. Don't get me wrong. Sure, it helps you if you're witnessing to somebody. Sure, it helps you if somebody says, um, what did the Bible say about uh, you know, you should do this or do that? Yeah, you can easily pull up well uh Matthew seven and eight says this, or you know, yeah, you can pull it up and you can tell them on the spot, but it's a whole nother thing when you put the word of God in your heart. Because here's the thing. Those people who have mind faith, meaning they just commit the word of God to memory. They know the scriptures. They can tell you what the scripture says word for word. They can tell you what chapter it's in, what verse it is. You know, those that are doing that, I'm not saying that you should stop doing that. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. That's good if you're putting it in your heart also. People who just commit it to memory are folks who, who who when Satan comes and attacks them, when life attacks them, like the Bible says, the cares of, of this world or the deceitfulness of riches, they come in and they choke the word out of this person, meaning the word of God was once in them. But where was it? It was in their mind. But see, you talk to these people who were in church and they left the church. They went and had a big shipwreck. They went and did something way far off you talk to them, they can't remember the word of God. They can't tell you what the Bible says. They, If you ask them what the Bible says, majority of them will act like they never even touched a Bible. They've never seen a Bible. They couldn't tell you what the first book of the Bible is, let alone what does this chapter in this verse says. See, when you put things in your memory, 
you 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 you're not fully getting the full benefit of the word of God. You're only getting partial benefits of the word of God. And the only partial benefit that you get of the word of God is just being able to know what the word of God says. That's it. That's it. But when Satan comes up against you and you go to quote that scripture, you wonder why it is you still fall. That's what it is. A lot of people are like, why? How did this person fall? They were holy. They were this. They were that. They only committed it to memory. And because they only committed it to memory, when they got tempted, when something happened and they, it was a lot of pressure and a lot of stress, there was nothing there that they could fight back with. Only thing they had was in their memory. Only thing they had was in their mind. They did not have um, um, any strength or any authority or any power to tell Satan to leave him alone or to look at their finances and their situations and their circumstances and say, the Lord is going to work this out. They knew God would work it out because they committed the word of God to memory. They can tell you all day that God is there. They can tell you all day that God's not going to leave you nor forsake you. But it takes something to act on what you know, on what you believe, on what you memorize, on what you've read. You get what I'm saying? See, there's a lot of people who can tell you what they memorize from the Bible. But how many people can actually say, I use the word of God to defeat Satan, to defeat my financial problems, to defeat my sickness? See, I've done these things. I have used the word of God to defeat sickness, to defeat mind problems, to defeat uh, trials and tribulations. I have used the word of God on so many different things on, on so many different levels. I have used the word of God to help me balance out my mind. I've used the word of God to help me balance out issues in my flesh. I, and this goes in from anything from uh, wanting to be violent to being in lust to, 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 to whatever. Look, uh, dude, look, yeah, I'm married. That doesn't mean that I've never gotten in lust. Yeah, I'm saved. That doesn't mean that I've never wanted to get violent with a person. I'm human. But it was the word of God that calmed down the urges. It was the word of God that put things in right perspective. You get what I'm saying? Now, when I say that I've gotten in lust, yeah, everybody has gotten in lust. I've never gotten lust for the like, certain person other than my wife. It's never been like where I lusted after a certain female or man. It's just been lust, period. Like, I'm in lust. Just, it's, I'm just burning, you know what I'm saying? But... Satan has tried to turn that into a driving force. You get what I'm saying? You get it where, you know, something happens. Like, for example, something happens with the wife. You know what I'm saying? Many men have been through it. The wife has a baby. And she can't perform for a certain amount of time because, you know, it's the certain procedure of a woman after she has a baby. Those of you all who have babies, and you know, y'all know what I'm talking about. So, what is it, six weeks? You know, yeah, you got to go that amount of time. Satan will come and tempt you. That lust that you have towards your wife, it's still lust. It's still a spirit that Satan can use to grab hold of to try to manipulate you and cause you to do things, drive you, cause you to, 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 to mess up your train of thought, cause you to mess up your your your. your the things that you think about just make you focus on this all day. And then he just, once he gets you to a certain point, he points out a certain female and says, hey, look at her. She can do this. I bet you you can talk to her and this and that, that and this. Satan has tried, he has tried, he has tried on so many different levels. 
to cause me to call uh, to, to to lead my church to commit adultery against my wife to flat out sin against god no i'm not gonna sit up here and tell you i'm perfect but i tell you one thing i've never committed adultery against my wife i've never left the church there's a lot of things yes i have i do have certain faults and certain shortcomings i do i'm not perfect nonetheless I have the power and I have the word of God in my heart to stand on what the word of God said and to believe it and to act on it and to live it to where God said that, you know, a righteous man falls seven times and get back up. I don't use that as a justification. No, I use that as my strength to keep going. I use that as my defense against Satan so that when he comes and tries to accuse me of my mistakes, of my shortcomings, I can tell Satan, hold it, but God said in his word, and I can stand on it. See, this is the reason why, another reason why a lot of people, they fall away, because they don't have that defense of the word of God, because the word of God is not in their heart. Some of them, there's not in their heart because of unbelief. Others, it's not in their heart because they didn't put it in their heart. And others, they just aren't taught right. This is the reason why it's important. You have to be taught properly how to read the Word of God, how to study the Word of God. People don't know how to put the Word of God in their heart. The question is, 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 is you, you ask, how do you put the Word of God in your heart? Number one, yes, you do have to commit it to memory. But you got to go a step further than that. If you've committed it to memory, you're doing good. You're on the right track, but you're not done. See, so many people, they commit it to memory and they think that's it. That's all they got to do. No. Here's how you put it in your heart. Go over it. Think on it. Meditate on it. Put the word of God. Put yourself in certain instances where this certain scenario has happened to you. The same way it's happening to God. You know, there's times where, you know, you read the word of God and you can say, oh man, I remember when this and that, that and this. You know, what it does is it causes you to have a certain joy and a certain thankfulness unto God. You get what I'm saying? It's just like falling in love. You know what I'm saying? It's just like if you're a man or a woman, you fell in, you fall in love with your spouse, your husband and your wife. You know, what do you do all day? You think about them, right? Just think about them. You get wrapped up in the thought of being with them. You get wrapped up in the thought of seeing them. You get wrapped up. That's how you put the word of God in your heart. Get wrapped up in the word of God. Study it. Really, really get into it. And when you're done studying it, think about it all day. What's wrong with that? Think about it. Meditate on it. Let it simmer on the brain. And you have it where, you know, this is the reason why, you know, a lot of time, you know, a lot of people, they, they don't understand meditation in God. And I'm not talking about meditation as far as, you know, you sit there, you know, in Indian style position, eyes closed. No, meditation means you think on it. Commit it to your life. How does this apply to you? 
How does the word of God from this apply to you in your life today? Then, another way that you put the word of God in your heart, ask God to soften your heart towards the word of God. And God will help you to grow in him. He'll help you to develop in him. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, everybody says, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. Well, understand with God, you will get it. I asked for strength for God. He strengthened me. I asked for faith. He gave me faith. I asked for knowledge and wisdom. He gave it to me. But understand this. This is the reason why you have to ask for it. But here's another thing that you have to understand. When you go to God and you ask God to give put the word to put the word of God in your heart you have to have a made up mind that no matter what you're going to stick it out with God see here's another reason why the word of God becomes unprofitable and unfruitful people have not made up in their mind that they're going to serve God to the end Because a lot of people did not do like the Bible said. They didn't sit down and count the cost. Now, I'm not talking about in this case, you weigh the pros and cons. With God, you can't do that. Because all due respect, you weigh the pros and cons. There's more cons than there's. I'll put it to you like this. There's more cons than pros. But the pros that are there are more powerful than the cons. If you understand what I'm saying. In other words... There's a lot of negativity that goes with serving God. There is. Look, I'm not going to lie. I'm not. It's no telling who may leave you, who may abandon you, who may stop being your friend, who may stop loving you, who may not want to be a family. You'll have family, friends, people turn on you, or you'll have all kinds of crap break out on you. But here's the thing. The benefits that God has laid up for us, the benefits that he has promised us in his word, for both when we're alive and when we die are so much more powerful than the few little things that Satan has got that he can throw against you. You got to have a made up mind that you're going to serve God all the way. Because if you do not have a made up mind, then that's another way that Satan's going to come in. He's going to choke the word. I said to the deceitfulness of riches, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But it said the deceitfulness of riches and the cares of this world. Satan will bring those cares to the of this world and he will lay them heavy on your mind. And you will do everything you can to try to quote scriptures, but they don't work. You want to know why? Because you have more of the world's problems in your mind than you do the word of God. See, here's the thing. You read the word of God a couple of hours a day. That's great. But you only got it in memory. You're dealing with the world's problems. I put it to you like this. On a scale of 1 to 100, out of 100% of your day, you give God maybe, uh, what, maybe 1 or 2%. Maybe. Because you committed it to memory. You give God maybe 1 or 
of your day. Maybe. And that's between that's between prayer and reading your Bible. And maybe not even that much time. You probably might give God maybe 0. 0.5, 0. 0.7, 1.2% of your day. You know what I'm saying? It's a very low percentage of the day that you give unto God. But notice the, 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 the percentage you give to your problems, to your circumstances, to other people, to your job, to your errands, to your family. Notice all of this. Now compare it to what you've given God. And you wonder why it is that the only thing you've done is remember it. And when you try to bring up what you remember, it has no power. You wonder why when you try to bring up what you remember, it has no authority. You can't do anything with it. It seems just to automatically, when you're when you're faced with temptation or you're faced with sin, all of a sudden, that one or two scriptures you remember, you can't remember them for nothing. Hell, most people fall and they don't even remember they're saved. It's just like they just fall and then like, after they get done sinning, they're like, oh, God, wait a minute. What did I do? You want to know why? It's not in their heart. It's only in their memory. And you got to understand what you've committed unto memory is nothing compared to what you have to deal with every day. See, you're dealing with problems every day. You're dealing with lust every day. You're dealing with Satan's spirits every day. You're dealing with uh, 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 the cares of this world, the deceitfulness, the riches, the pride of life. You're dealing with all this stuff all day, every day. Is it good to commit the word of God unto memory? Again, yes, if you're going to put it in your heart. But if you're not going to put it in your heart, then the word of God is nothing more than a book. Then yes, you're just like the rest of the atheists out there. The word of God is nothing but a book. Because it's not profiting you. Even though when Jesus Christ said it, it becomes unprofitable. Why does it become unprofitable? It has no power in your life. It can't do anything for you. But why can't it do anything for you? The same reason why Jesus Christ couldn't perform any miracles in his own country. Number one, because of unbelief. Number two, because the people didn't believe God. And number uh, 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 believe in God and what he can do. There's unbelief, no faith. And no word. But the Bible tells me faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So you get so many people who are so satisfied with just reading. No. You need to go to church and hear the word of God be broken down to you. So you can get a full understanding of what the word of God says. See, your carnal mind can only go so far as to understand what the Bible says. You need somebody with a spiritual mind and spiritual uh, 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 connection with God who can break that Bible down to you, who can help you to understand how to use the Bible in today's times, which is another reason why Satan comes in and he's able to choke the word. Many people don't know how to use the word of God in today's time. The only thing they do know how to do is memorize it. Like I said, you got to have a made-up mind to serve God, number one. Number two, ask God to help you. He'll help you. And you want to know how he'll help you? God will do things like put you in scenarios that makes it to where you have to. The only thing you can do is trust him. And then the next time you're faced with a situation, guess what? You know what to do. 
And then on top of you knowing what to do, now here it is, the memory part kicks in. And you're like, wait a minute, I remember the word of God says such and such, such and such. And I remember what God did for me last time. See, without any experience in God, any experience with God, any experience, you know, concerning God, that, you know, what your salvation, honestly, I can't say that it's in vain. That's not for me to say, but I can say this. I there's no guarantee that you're going to make it to the end and i don't mean that in the sense of like that you won't be saying hey you get some people they they they, they do have good willpower you know you got some you got good willpower but when you're fighting satan it's going to take more than willpower because see satan has nothing but time and Satan can use every circumstance and situation around you. He can manipulate it to turn up whatever it is that he's trying to tempt you with. Whatever it is he's using to try to break you down with. He can turn it up and crank it up to such a high level to where it's just it's so unbearable. But if the word of God is in your heart not just in your memory but in your heart your heart and your mind will work together your heart will automatically kick out and say no no we're not leaving the church no i'm not going to sleep with this person that isn't my husband or my wife no i'm not going to do this no i am going to do that because the word of god told me to do this and like i said that's when the memory kicks in you're going to say i'm not going to do it because the word of god told me not to do it i am going to do it because the word of god told me to do it i'm going to operate like this or i'm not going to operate like this because that's what the word of god says and you'll be able to bring up the scripture along with the with the word of god that's in your heart and they'll be able to work hand in hand and you'll be able to fight off Satan. But if the word of God is not in your heart. You're only going to fight Satan off for so long with that mind. Because when you're going off of mind faith. You're going off of sheer guts and willpower. Of your own. But the Bible tells me that without me. But the Bible tells me Jesus Christ said without me ye can do nothing. So what is it saying? You can't defeat Satan without Christ. How are you going to beat somebody who has been around since the beginning of time? He's been through, he's, 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 he's pulled every trick, and I'm sure he's forever thinking of new stuff, but he's pulled every trick you can think of. He's been through, he has been the cause of every situation you're going through. On the bad end. Some of them even on the good end. Satan knows his job. He knows his craft. He's been doing it longer, longer than your family has been in any kind of lineage. Satan has been doing what he does. So for you to jump up and say, I'm going to defeat Satan with my memory and willpower, not so. The word of God is your defense. That's the reason why the Bible says, take on the whole armor of God. It said, take on the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and take on the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. You need these things to fight against Satan. You got a lot of people out there, they're not saved, and they're trying to fight Satan, and they're wondering why they can't. It's just like the seven sons of gave you. They went preaching in Paul, in, 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 in Christ's name, whom Paul preaches. There was no power in anything that they were saying, because they didn't have faith in the word of God. They were just doing what they saw somebody else do, which, don't get me wrong. I'm not necessarily saying that they were doing wrong in trying to preach the word of God, but notice, 
they didn't have any power behind what they were doing. But notice what Satan told him. Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? Satan will challenge you. Satan will try you. And if the word of God is not in your heart, your willpower and your memory are only going to last you so long. They're only going to do you so much good before you finally just cave under the pressure. And wind up doing whatever it is Satan is trying to get you to do. See, we're going to touch on this other part where it says, and the deceitfulness of riches. So many people I have watched them walk out of the church because they will figure that if I leave the church, I don't have to pay for all this stuff. I don't have to pay for this. I don't have to pay for tithing offering. I don't have to pay uh, 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 for this and for that. If the church is asking for us to give this offering or that offering, I don't have to do that. I can keep all my money. You get some people who are in the church were saved and just said, I'm not giving no more money. It was point blank, period. And all of this because somehow, some way, they were deceived into believing that if they kept their riches, they'd get ahead. That is a trick of the devil. See, here's another reason why the word of God only being in your memory is bad. You can, uh, your mind is also trying to work against you, also, because your mind will tell you. Hey, why don't we do this and why don't we do that? You can read the Bible. There have been times I've read the Bible and in my mind would still think on things that I shouldn't be thinking on. I'll still get thoughts come across my mind that should not be coming through my mind. I got to rebuke my mind and rebuke Satan, rebuke my flesh, rebuke everything around me because I got to make sure that, hey, look, you know, get the spirit from away from me. So. Like I said, you can't just rely on your mind. You can't just rely on your willpower. You know what I'm saying? Satan will bring the deceitfulness of riches and will make you think that you can get ahead by doing nothing in God. Will make you think that you can get ahead just by coming to church. Maybe you can. If God puts you in that kind of church, maybe you can. That, that is all that it takes. You know? You know, you can't just figure as though that you can't just take it that uh, you can't just take it that all you have to do is this or all you have to do is that. See, Satan comes in and he uses the cares of those this world and the deceitfulness of riches to bind you because he knows everybody needs money he knows that everybody wants money hey, look you can lie all you want to you oh, i don't i don't i don't want look at the end of the day i don't care who you are you want you need the money you want the money because you need the money i didn't say you were desperate for it. i just said you want the money because you need it you need to pay your bills you need to eat you need to get to work. You, you, you get what I'm saying? You, you, you know, so Satan will use that. And this is these, these are the types of things that he will use and he will bring up to help you leave the church, to help 
persuade your mind that it's okay for you to operate the way that you're operating because see what satan is going to do is he's going to use the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches all at the same time to push you to make you feel pressured that the church is asking for too much but Satan's not going to bring back to your remembrance how before you got saved, you used to spend all kinds of money in the clubs, you used to spend all kinds of money on drugs and alcohol, you used to spend all kinds of money on all kinds of frivolous BS that meant nothing, that did nothing nor added to you. And in the process of that, now, here it is, Satan's going to make it seem like it's all God's fault. It's all the church's fault. Oh, well, why does the church have to ask for this? Why does the church have to ask for that? The deceitfulness of riches. The reason why so many people don't want to join the church is because of the deceitfulness of riches. They say, the church asks for too much money. What? The church doesn't have a light bill? The church doesn't have a gas bill? The church doesn't have a mortgage? You know, the pastor isn't supposed to eat? here's the problem see this is what satan knows satan knows he's deceiving you but he's got you thinking that everyone else is deceived notice how that is so many people were outside of churches that the first thing they, they figure they figure that their eyes are open and everybody else's eyes are blind that they have oh so much you know insight as to the scam of the church and everybody else is just gullible but look at so many people when they died I guarantee you many people have died and realized that it was actually flipped the other way around those who were actually saved and in God and living for God and doing the things that was asked of them were the ones with their eyes open the ones that they swore up and down had their eyes closed and were gullible and were being taken by these pastors were the ones that are actually fully aware their eyes are open. They know things. And now here it is. See, this is just like my pastor keeps saying. He always says, you know, so many people, uh, they, they, they don't believe in heaven and hell, but they keep living. Because eventually, you'll find out. Eventually, you will stand before God. Because that's what the word of God says. Touching back on the subject about the deceitfulness of riches. Now, so many people want to hold on to their money. So many people want to do what they want to do with their money. And then they want to turn around and justify that, you know, they shouldn't have to do things like pay tithes or pay offering or, you know, anything like that. Satan will make it to where when you get your money, he throws up all of your bills. And he puts pressure on you behind throwing up all those bills. He puts pressure on you behind showing you all the circumstances. And he puts pressure on you behind showing you all the stuff that you wanted to do with your money. And this is the reason why so many people are deceived when it comes down to their money and the church because they feel as though God should get any of it. They feel as though, or, or no, 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 it's not that they don't feel God should get any of it because you talk to a lot of people, they'll say, yeah, I give God my money. They just won't give it to the church. But here's the thing. Who did God tell you to give it to? 
God said, bring all your tithes and offering into my storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. What is the house of the Lord? The church. But don't get me wrong. It's also the deceitfulness of riches when Satan shows you a lot of the bad churches. See, he'll show you the bad churches. He'll show you the pastors that are taking advantage of the members. He'll show you the churches that are taking advantage of the members, that are stealing the money from the people, that are just doing whatever they want to do with the money and, and whatnot. He'll show you those churches, but he won't show you a holy church that's doing right with the money. He won't show you a holy church that's uh, using the word of God and using the word of God to push them using the money that's in the church to push the word of God forward to help save souls. They won't show you those churches. They just show you the churches where the pastor is taking all the money from the members. The pastor is doing whatever he wants to do in the church. He's got homes and Bentleys and cars and this and that and everybody in the church is poor. The church isn't doing nothing. The church isn't going anywhere. The church isn't prospering. The church isn't growing. The people aren't getting any knowledge or wisdom. They're just coming to church losing their money. That's what Satan's going to show you. See, there's so many areas in the deceitfulness of riches that Satan will show you to blind you away from the church or to cause it to be that where if you're in church, you're going to exit. You're going to quickly exit. But this is the reason why the word of God has to be in your heart so that you know the truth. So that you know what it is that God is trying to really tell you and what it is that God is trying to really have you do. See, when the word of God is not in your heart, you're just kind of free floating in the church. And when you're just free floating in the church, you can be taken by anything. Anything will pull you out of the church. Anything will pull you away from God. And you want to know why? There's nothing there to keep you. See, when the word of God is in your heart, then you're grounded. Then you're rooted. Then that's when it is that, you know, things are able to take shape and take root. And, and, and really, like, you know, you can dig deep and you can stand against Satan no matter what it is that he brings to you. But when you don't have the word of God in your heart, you only have it in your mind. You only have it committed to memory. Satan can come and wash you away at any time with deceitfulness of the riches, with the cares of this world. It can come and choke the word of God out of you. And like I said, the word of God becomes unprofitable. And if the word of God becomes unprofitable in your life, you become unprofitable to God. You become unprofitable to yourself. Look at how many people have fallen away from God. These were people who were once in God, fell away from God. They've gone crazy. They, 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 they're, they're strung out on drugs and alcohol. They're, they, 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 they've fallen apart. They're a shell of them former selves. All of this because they didn't put the word of God in their heart. All of this because they didn't commit the word of God to memory and committed to the depths of their heart so that when Satan came up against them, they had something to throw up against him that was actually going to work with power, with authority. There was no Holy Ghost that backed up the word of God that was in them. There was no authority and no power to stand up against Satan and, and push him off. So therefore, he was just easily able to overtake him. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this session. I hope that it made sense to you guys. Um... Uh, you know, uh, we're going to come back next week with a part four. And that will the uh, part four will be the final part of the Seed and the Sower series. If you'd like to check me out, you know, you can hit me up on Facebook, Lyle Lucky Lewis. Uh, be sure to check out my church, Word Evangelistic Church. Check out where our pastor is, Prophet Willie Townsend. If you like what you heard from me, you'll love what you hear from him. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Google. Thank you for tuning in. God bless.